This is Feed the Sheep Podcast. I am your host, Ross Steele. Uh, I have a couple, well, actually several good weeks coming up as uh, we're going to dive into the seven deadly sins. Uh, But before we do that, obviously, as usual, we're going to start with a word of prayer. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you just for this day. Thank you for the life that you've given us, for the the breath that you breathed into our lungs today. Uh, I pray that you be with me, Lord, as I dive into uh, this message today, this this word that has been on my heart uh, that you have placed there, Lord. And may I uh, just continue to glorify you through my words and through my actions and all that I do um, in public and also in private. But also, Lord, I just pray for those who are listening today that you may soften their hearts and prepare them for what is to be said. And if there's any battle or thought or struggle that they are having right now in this moment, uh, that they may just give it to you so they can cut out the noise and really hear your voice and uh, just hear who you are and feel the grace and mercy and love that you provide. In your name I pray, amen. All right, what is popping, y'all? Um, uh, I feel like I haven't done this in a while, even though on your guys' side of things, it's been pretty consistent as far as every Monday, um, but I have a lot of great things coming. Uh, as I once said already that we're actually going to be talking about the seven deadly sins, uh, that being lust, gluttony, pride, greed, sloth, wrath, and envy. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to uh, speak uh, from Scripture, directly from Scripture, Mark 7, verse 20 to 23. And it says, And he, and then he added it as what comes from inside that, def- that defiles you. Far from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Uh, And and I want to read that because it it mentions some of these deadly sins. um, But the part where it says, you know, these vile things come from within. It's what's in your heart uh, that, that... makes you or, or has you lead into these 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 sins um and that goes into the seven deadly sins uh and we say it comes from within because it's what we take in through our eyes through our ears um through just you know relationships through shows through music through tv uh whatever it is guys uh what we surround ourselves with we will and inherently, we will we will bring in and, and take and inherit for ourselves, uh, whether we you, we want to or not, we do, and that is just uh, part of it. So we need to be mindful of what we are watching, what we are listening to, what we are hearing, who we surrounding ourselves with, um, because once we are watchful and have good intentions and content there, um, then we will see large transitions in our lives um, everywhere we go. But this week, the first of the first, uh, I'm going to hit on first because it has been, uh, you know, a very impactful struggle or, or one of these deadly sins of mine, which is lust. Um, now, Webster Dictionary defines lust as a very strong sexual desire, uh, intense, unbridled. Are other ways it's it's intense it, it's unbridled it's it's strong uh, that the sexual desire um, and lust is sin that's obvious and if you're like well duh yeah what 
And maybe you're maybe you're somebody's like, well, no, that's just human nature. Well, no, it's not. We are created in the image of God. He didn't create us to lust. Uh, he didn't create us to sin. Uh, but you know, that's Adam and Eve totally jacked that up. Thanks, Eve and Adam. Both of you are failures. But it doesn't matter. Uh, we are redeemed by the death on the cross, uh, salvation, and it's great. We're good. Anyways, uh, I also wanted to touch on the Enneagrams a little bit. So each of these that we're going to talk about through the next several weeks, I'm going to relate it to an Enneagram. Uh, if you don't know the Enneagram, it's another personality test. I myself am an Enneagram 8, uh, also known as the Challenger. And uh, the Enneagram 8 links with lust. So you can find it anywhere, but like look up the seven deadly sins and what Enneagram correlates with which one. Lust is for the Enneagram 8. And that's kind of why I wanted to start with this one because it has had a great influence on my life in my past uh, and still at times in the present. Um, but I know we talked kind of a little bit about generational sin, um, you know, a few weeks back, but that is, that is mine. Lust was my generational sin and it took me a long time to realize it, um, but it, it was huge and it, it played a very huge role in my life for so long uh, when it came to interactions with women, um, when, when it, you know, anything. And that's just from the, the fact that I allowed lust into my life the moment I decided I wanted to start watching porn. And that was from a very young age. Um, but lust is sin and, and that's, that's what it is. But that doesn't mean that because I lust or you lust that you are unable to be saved or anything like that. Um, Matthew 5, 28 says, But I tell you that if you look at another woman and want her, you are already unfaithful in your thoughts. And you might be thinking, what? Like, that's not fair because, you know, just because I look at a woman and she's attractive, like, doesn't mean... No, I don't believe that if you look at another woman or a man, uh, for you women out there, if you're looking at another man and you're like, dang, she's attractive or he's attractive or she's attractive is saying that you lust but the moment that you have that lustful thought being like oh wow they're cute oh yeah they man they really got curves i like those curves well and you kind of get into that mindset then you're in trouble that's that's where it goes that's that's what it's referring to it's all right to think somebody's cute uh but it doesn't mean you're lusting out there and you have to be careful and when you start bridging that gap of you know, just, you know, just a, a simple, innocent attraction uh, because somebody's cute to lustful thought. You need to be ready because uh, the enemy is going to pounce on that. And when he does, you need to fight back and be ready to fight back. Taking those thoughts captive, take every thought captive and, and giving it unto the Lord, laying it at the cross and just say, you know, that is not a thought of Christ. That is not a thought of love. I choose not to think that I'm going to take that thought captive. Lord, I give this thought to you right now because that is not where I want to be. Um, and that's just simple tactics that you can have um, in this battle with lust. Um, and it gets you a long way. It really does. But you just have to be ready. You have to be mindful and really be present with where you are in your walk, uh, but also just in your interactions with others. Um, 
Moving on to like 1 Corinthians and uh, verse six, or chapter 6, verse 18, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. And that goes into the effect of that our bodies are a temple and they should be treated as such. Uh, we, our bodies and our life and who we are uh, is made in the image of Christ. And you can look at you know, uh, our bodies being a portion of the church. So not only when we have sexual immorality are we committing sin against those other people, um, like with those other people, but it's against our own body as well. Because we've been gifted this body through Christ, through God who, who granted us this life and gave us this body. And when we choose to, to commit this sexual immorality, then it's not just affecting the other person, it's also affecting you, your own body, which is the temple. And, and then also for that other person. And men, if you're out there and you are not being intentional with the woman that you may be seeking after um, and, and willing to protect them and their bodies, then you need to just accept the fact that you are not in the right place and you need to go. And women, if you are with a man who is not being intentional with who you are and who God created you to be and, and pursuing you as a, a sister in Christ uh, until you become one and protecting you and willing to protect you and sacrifice for you, then you need to leave right now. And I'll say that, and, 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 and I mean that with, with all my heart. Lust is, is something almost all of us have experienced. And to be quite honest, we live in a society that promotes it at every turn. So what are, what are some ways to combat this and gain control over this lust? You can look right at scripture in 1 Peter, 1 Peter uh, 2, 11, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. You may be wondering, what is temporary residents and foreigners? What, what does that mean? Well, how I, how I dissected it is kind of, we are in the world, um, and, and in our world, this is temporary. We don't have eternal life here. We have eternal life in heaven with God. Our spirits will go, our bodies will not, right? Uh, we will leave these bodies behind. We will leave these, this world behind. We will leave the things of this world behind. So, therefore, we are temporary here. And are you capitalizing on your temporary status? Uh, almost as if, you know, for those in the United States, you know, if you're if you're an outsider, if you're a foreigner, you need to have a green card to be here, to work here, a visa, whatever it may be. Um, well, it's kind of the same thing. We also need uh, a visa. We need a, a green card to be here, and that is through Christ, who has brought us here um, to to carry out the will He has set out for us. So. When we are going against these worldly desires and things, we need to remember that we are temporary residents and foreigners here. And the things of this world are going to wage war against our very souls. So we need to stand firm. We need to stand strong. And we need to be ready uh, to fight the battle every single time it comes with the struggle and sin of lust. 
Moving on, we have in Psalms 119, 9 through 10, we have young people can live a clean life by obeying your word. I worship you with all my heart. Do not let me walk away from your commands. That is, that is just an example in one of the Psalms of, of the desires that we have. We want to live a clean life. Well, it tells us right there how to, by obeying the word, the word of God. By obeying the word of God is the way to live a clean life. Worshiping him with all of our heart is the way towards a clean life. It is a step closer towards a clean life. Do not let me walk away from your commands, what they say. And, and that is, is hard to, to ask, uh, to say. You know, because we want to be uprighteous and we want to be uh, able to glorify God in all we do, but it's not always easy because of the world we live in. We are live in a broken and sinful world, but it is up to us whether we want to stand strong, to stand firm and be bold. It is up to you to make that decision every single day, make a conscious decision to not walk away from his commands. You have social media that is at the ease, it has such an ease of access uh, to, to, to really, you get on Instagram, you go to explore page and you know exactly, if you're going on the explore page, you know exactly what you're going to find yourself in as a man. Come on now, don't play dumb with me. Uh, I mean, you can go and you can find plenty of women in a bikini. And then once you get there, then you like get in a rabbit hole of like going through their page and then their friend's page. And then you're like, the moment you do that is the moment you walk with impure thoughts and, and you are doing harm not only to yourself, but also your future wife, your, your future kids. You're setting your family up for failure. If you don't get a hold of that now, then how do you expect to get a hold of it when you first have your first kid and your wife is deciding, uh, that she doesn't want to have sex for a few months as is right as is right that's time's going to come so if you can't get a hold of your impurity and your lust and your thoughts now those sexual desires now then then what's going to stop you down the road when you're in a marriage beginning a family and you're supposed to be the leader of the household huh honestly i mean think about it i've, I've had to ask myself that same question i have to be able to be okay now before i'll ever be okay uh, once, once I'm married, um, and that's just what it is. And, and, and women, I mean, women, th this isn't me. I'm not trying to bash on anybody, but like, we need to be modest. Uh, like, it, it, no, I don't think that it is the woman's fault. If, if a man rapes a woman, I, I really don't. And I will never say that. However, if you're walking around, uh, you know, with very little clothes, then you, you don't, you're not asking to be raped. That's not what I'm saying, but you love the attention. That's what it is. You love the attention and the attention that it brings. But the problem is these men who don't know Christ, who don't have that strong relationship with the Lord, don't know how to combat those thoughts. I mean, you're right in front of them. What do you expect them to think? Come on now. We got to learn to be modest. These women, you women out there, you need to learn how to be modest. And if you feel attacked right now, I'm sorry, that's not what I'm going for. But if you feel convicted right now and you recognize, oh, I need to do better, then more power to you. Because that's not me. 
That's not me. These aren't, that's not me speaking through you. If you feel conviction right now, that's the Lord speaking directly to your heart. We need to work together in this. And, and I go on to say that, you know, when we lust, we bring a number of consequences into our lives. The Bible makes it clear that we are not meant to sustain ourselves on lust, but on love. This love is God. Let me, I just want to say that again for you. The Bible makes it clear that we are not meant to sustain ourselves on lust, but on love. And this love is God. Romans 8, uh, Romans 8, verse 6. If our minds are ruled by our desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. You see, when we, when we allow our minds to be ruled by our desires, it says right there in Scripture, we will die. It doesn't mean physically, but spiritually. Because what is our desires? Our desires are of this world more times than not. It is, you know, what can we achieve? What, uh, who can we pull? Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much out there, guys, that, that it, we're always trying to achieve this or achieve that or win this award, win that award, or... Uh, be successful in this area, or be successful in that area. Be an influencer. Uh, you know who's doing more than me, and it's 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 not what it's about. It's when we allow our minds to be ruled by the sexual impurity and desires, we die spiritually every time. Every single time we allow this lust into our lives and rule our minds. It is killing us off inside more than you recognize. And it may not be immediate. You may not realize it right away, but it will come. And it may be down the road once you get married and you realize that you really messed up and you're really struggling right now and you don't know where to go. It may be when your child comes to you by the time that they're 12, 13, 14, 15 and they come to you because they're battling or you catch them, you know, watching porn or, um, you know, you catch them in bed with another person and you're, you're wondering what happened. Well, what happened is that you set them up for failure by not grabbing attention in this moment, in the moment that you are in right now, when you feel that you are just not doing it right. You're missing the mark when it comes to this lust. You're allowing it to happen because you think it's natural, but in reality, that's a lie from the enemy and you need to grab hold of it now because it's not affecting you now per se, and maybe it is. And if it is, then you really need to you really need to grab hold right now and lean in on Christ. Lean in on on not your own understanding, but but on his Look, look to scripture. I mean, you find it so many places. But on the flip side, when, we, when our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we have life. We have peace. We have eternal life when we allow our minds to be ruled by the Spirit. What does that look like? Well, it's in every thought. It's in every, it's in every decision. You know, when, when you're battling this lust, taking those thoughts captive, giving, in, giving them unto him for him to deal with because the battle is already won. There's victory in his name. 
And we just need to ask the Spirit, Lord, come into my life. Come into my heart right now, Lord, because I'm really struggling right now in this moment. And I speak, guys, from experience. Uh, and I speak from a, from a man's experience. Um, but I know, and I've had conversations with plenty of women who've also struggled with this. Um, I know it seems more common that men struggle with this, but women struggle with it too. And I'm going to be honest, like, it's not easy. As, as an eight with lust being our sin, our, our big sin, uh, with, with that being my generational sin that my, my dad and my granddad just lived with and never dealt with it because why should they because it's a part of life it's part of being a man no that's a lie from the enemy that has placed itself in society somewhere along the way and it's so twisted it is so twisted we need to get back into it we need to get back into it what i mean by into it get back into church get back into the community uh the the christ-like community that we all need Get back into the Word of God that points us right where we need to be. Let our minds be ruled by the Spirit. And, and when we allow that to happen, when we get to that place, we are able to make so many grand, great, remarkable decisions for ourselves in this moment, but also for, the, for ourselves in the future, for our families in the future. We find peace and the decisions that we're making now because we know that it is led by the Spirit. It is Spirit-led and it is of Christ. So if you are not in that place today, if you're in a place where you don't know exactly where you are, uh, you don't know if your mind um, is is set on your own desires or, or those of the Spirit, then I want you to take the next minute or so as I close out um, just to really, really go to the Lord with it. Your struggle with lust, your struggle with pornography, your struggle with sexual impurity, your struggle with the sexual desires that are flooding your mind every time you see a woman on the street or in a bikini or on your explore page or whatever it is, and maybe it is taking off your social media. I promise you, you will live just fine without it. I've done it plenty of time. Uh, but you will live just fine without it. Christ is far greater. Christ is far greater than you can ever imagine if you just give it unto him. He has already victory in it. And, and I just want to close by saying this. If it breaks God's heart, then why do you think it will fulfill yours? Think about that today as you go out. If it breaks God's heart, then why do you think it will fulfill yours? Lord, I thank you for this message. I thank you for putting me in a position where I'm able to uh, speak your word and speak life into people who are struggling with the same things that I struggled with at time. And Lord, to be completely honest, when I was going through it, I had no idea how you were going to use it. Um, I had no idea that I would be in this position today, um, but I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful, Lord, because I can speak not just from knowledge of the Bible and your word, God, but but from experience to understanding people's pains and hurts and struggles with it. So Lord, today, as we close out, I just 
pray that you're with those individuals who are in that place today that really need um, to hear from you. I pray that you speak to them directly, that they may be able to take those steps. Um, and if they don't have that community, Lord, uh, I just pray that they'll, they'll step out and they'll reach out to me uh, and I could direct them to a community that they, that they want, or I can even be a part of that uh, community, that accountability, Lord. Um, whoever it is out there, God, I just pray that you be with them. I pray that you, uh, the blood of Jesus, Lord, just pours out over them uh, and anoints them, Lord, and just rids them of all iniquities in your name, Jesus. I praise you today and every day to come. In your name, amen.